Back in here live on a f- uh, fourth and final hour Tuesday edition of Morning Drive. Nick Braden, D-Mays, Marquis, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Chris Mason coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Predators take on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Anaheim 6-3 and three on the year with nine points. So a good opponent, a good test coming to Bridgestone Arena tonight. We'll talk to C-Mays about the game at 9.30. The big finish coming up at 9.45. One of the things we started off the show this morning mm-hmm. with was... You know, when you look at the Tennessee Titans now, and we've had a day to kind of, you know, let things settle down with Tannehill and not overreact. So Mm -hmm. how are we feeling the day after the day after? And when we look at Tannehill and the Titans, what can this team potentially be if he plays above what his track record indicates? Um, This is a team um, that, to me, will um, put themselves in a position to, you know, earn a playoff spot. Um, I think now, um, because of how their schedule set at the beginning, you know, they're two games um, behind, uh, three really, behind Indianapolis. They're two games behind um, Houston, and them and Jacksonville are battling it out. But then if you look at their schedule moving forward, they got um, they got Tampa, Panthers, um, Chiefs with or without Mahomes, Jacksonville again, the Colts, and then obviously uh, Raiders, Texans, Saints, Texans. Um, if he continues to play the way he has been, had the way he played this past weekend or even above that, then as long as they don't have any key injuries. Um, now, we don't know the status of Conklin. We don't know the status of Davis, uh, Nate Davis. But if they stay relatively healthy um, on offense and on defense somewhat, um, then this could be a team where those last three games of the season, in particular those last, you know, the two games against the Texans, can determine whether – I don't think they win the division. I think, to me – and it's surprising. I just thought they would be a nine-win team. But it's slowly but surely seen, look as if Indianapolis is probably, minus Mahomes, probably the second-best team. Baltimore? Um, I don't know. I just I, – I like Baltimore a lot, but their defense hadn't been playing well. I like the way the Colts yeah. play the game. Like, they just exactly. play the game the Absolutely. right way. I like, I like the Colts offensively, defensively, and head coach. I like – Baltimore head coach offensively. Their defense ain't holding the end of the bargain, and that's uncommon of a Baltimore defense. But I just think those last two games, those two of the last three games of the season uh, will determine, I believe, if Tannehill continues to play the way he's playing, will determine whether they make the playoffs yeah. or not. I don't think they're winning the division, but I think that would determine whether they make the playoffs or I, not. I, I, so the answer to your question, Nick, specifically, I think is kind of what Derek's saying. Like, you're in contention in the last month of the season, right? Like, you, you feel like if you rattle off a few wins in December and January that you can be in a playoff race. Like, I, and maybe I and maybe I've been skewed. And again, my, my I've lived here in this city longer than the Titans have been here, so I've been around for every season. Every season. And I feel like, you know, objectively, I look at it, this this franchise and I say, if they're giving you competitive, meaningful football games in the final four weeks of the year, that's a win. Like, I know that's not fair to judge because fans look at it and they go, I want a Super Bowl, right? Fans look at it and go, I want a championship. And I think that's okay. That's the way fans should look at it. 
I don't look at this organization, and I have not seen anything close to championship-level football at any point, in, in, dating all the way back probably till 2000, right? Since since the, the, the game y'all lost to, to Baltimore, don't mean to bring up a bad memory there, but like outside of that, this team has never really been close. They had one really great season in, in, in 08. But I, I just don't – I believe – meaningful football games in the end of the year where you have a reason to tune in. You have a reason to watch because there are stakes, right? Like, to me, that's what the goal is. Like, I want I want there to be meaningful games in, in the final four. A reason to watch all 16, right? Like, that's what I want. I'm spoiled as a Packers fan in that I've largely had that for the last 30 years. Like, I, that's, that is as lucky as it gets in the NFL. To, since, since 1993, with the day Brett Favre stepped onto that field – as a Packers fan, they've largely been relevant every December for my entire life. That's pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. Most people don't get that. Patriots fans get that, right? Steelers fans maybe get that. There's only a few franchises that give you that. The idea that the Titans could be playing meaningful football games for four consecutive years in the final f- month of the season, that, that is a step up from where they're used to be. So, again, maybe I'm looking at it from like a 10,000-foot view. And well, I, I mean, it, it could really like, be a step up just in the last two weeks. Think about it. They're a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite at home this week against the Buccaneers, a game that I think theoretically they, they should win, although the Bucs are coming off of a bye and a poor performance. So in the NFL, usually, as soon as you think you have somebody labeled, they totally sure. flip the script sure. on you. You could be 4-4 four and four at the, quote, halfway point of the season, Which and all fine. of a sudden your, your second half has meaning. I, I really think, I mean, if you told me every NFL team, I'm at 6-6. Six and six. If you told me you're at 6-6 six and six and you got a month to go of the season, I think a lot of coaches mm-hmm. would take that. Like, because by and large, you control your destiny, right. short of tiebreakers. And- if you told me I'm 6-6 six and six and I'm healthy, my roster is healthy and we're 6-6 six and six after 12 games, I'm taking it. Because all I got to do then is probably win three out of four, and I'm probably going to make the playoffs. You know, even five and five. If you give me five and five after ten games and say, "All right, you got six more games to go, and you're healthy," I think most NFL coaches would take that and say, "All right, we just got to finish the last six games and go four and two, and all of a sudden we're going to be, you know, we'll have a winning record." So I don't know. I think to your point about the halfway mark at four and four. That's basically what you can ask for, especially if you're healthy. And this team, you know, I know Conklin and Nate Davis, you pointed that out. Jayon Brown didn't play. You know, clearly he was mm-hmm. missed, right, with Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry dominating in, in open space where Jayon Brown would probably have been on him on those guys in coverage. He's going to be a, a piece that they need to get back. But, you know, Delaney Walker being healthy would be a huge boost. Like, all, clearly you want your team to be healthy. But mm-hmm. if Ryan Tannehill plays at his best, which is what we saw on Sunday – then they can clearly win football games and make this a meaningful season. Like you said, it extended the season. I don't think that's any different with Marcus. I mean, if Marcus played his best, they, they've been in meaningful games every December and every January the last three years. I think it's a win for the franchise that they're relevant. And, and if Tannehill does that for you, great. Awesome. Think about the way an NFL season plays out, though. So let's just move past the Bucks game for just a moment. And I am not sitting here writing off Tampa Bay. The Tennessee Titans are not good enough to write off any opponent they play. Mm-hmm. But let's say the Titans beat the Bucks. In two weeks, you're going to have a Tennessee-Carolina matchup that's going to feature, and assuming Ryan Tannehill plays good again this week, a resurgent Ryan Tannehill against the Panthers team with maybe the MVP in the league at running back, a great defense, and a quarterback by the name of Kyle Allen who's undefeated. <laughs> well, you can't, I mean, you can't, like- you can't script this stuff. <laughs> no, I mean you're absolutely right, but I mean it, it, Teddy Bridgewater is like, like five and zero, oh, like <laughs> just like you know it, it. It's weird because 
okay, you you figure, yeah, you're going up against Kyle Allen, um, and you hope that when you do play the Chiefs that Patrick Mahomes is not playing. Um, but you still got to go up against Andy Reid. Uh, it's just a different story. But Kyle Allen might have been, just like Tannehill, Kyle Allen might give them the best opportunity to win now. And maybe, just maybe, this would have been a surefire win if if um, um, I don't know, Cam, yeah, Cam was well, Cam was and, and Cam was because he had injuries exactly right. because he had Different. a lot of injuries going on, but he still was trying to play through it. And I think if Cam's playing in this game, I'm picking the Titans a hundred times out of hundred. Now he's but now he's now, busy reviewing wine yeah, and film. Now uh, Kyle Allen is is that quarterback? I don't know um, because like Ryan Tannehill. He gives them the best chance to win moving forward. And it should be no, – like Kyle Allen to me is one of those stories. And I was watching – was it the – I can't remember. Is Devon Kennard, did he – was it the Cowboys? He played for the Eagles, Devon – Devin Kennard. Like, I, I saw him make a really nice play. and, and Giant, Kyle, Giants. Giants. So USC saw, kid, right? Yeah, So, but like a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Didn't get drafted, wasn't relevant, but now he's on a starting lineup, right? Like this is what Kyle Allen is. Five-star kid out of Arizona – Goes to Texas A&M, transfers to Houston. I said earlier in the show he's at Oklahoma. He he went A&M to Houston. I thought there was a stop, a pit stop at Oklahoma, but Oklahoma was a, f- a finalist for him. But this is a guy who had all the talent in the world in high school, was a huge recruit going to college, went to a big-time power program. It didn't work out because Kyler Murray and him were there at the same time, and they actually went with the third guy, mm-hmm. Kellen. And, and so it ends up being – like it's not surprising that a guy of his pedigree ends up starting in the NFL and, and having success. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got long-term ability. But it shouldn't be surprising. You see these five-star kids crop up all the time as like third, fourth, fifth-round picks mm-hmm. because they didn't realize their potential in college, and then all of a sudden they get to the NFL and they're everywhere, right? No, like, you're right. like, like all the LSU players, <laughs> like under less miles, right? Like none of them lived up to potential in college, and they all ended up being really good players in in, in uh, the NFL. What do you think? Because you know, last week was a dismal. Um, as far as fan participation, fans coming to the game, it was just. It was bad. Uh, better, I'd hope. Do you think more people will come now that there's now that they've seen Ryan Tannehill play? They think, okay, yeah. a resurgent. Do you think more fans come out? Uh, a percentage know. increase, yes. I'll leave you to interpret that. Three to five percent. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? they need like, to come because I'm the twelfth man, so they need to come. Whoa, whoa, so, who's wait, the twelfth? Wait, 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 what? I am for this game. Why are you, are not, you, really? annou- why are you not announcing this? Did you, you don't want to tease that for a further future segment, or yeah, yeah come on, radio guy. So you're going to be on the mm-hmm. well, on the field, yeah, standing in a suite. What are, are you going to are you going to hold the? Are you going to have your shirt on? Uh, Will you take your shirt off? Will no, you come out to Whitney Houston? No, I'm not taking my shirt off. I think you should come out to Whitney Houston with your shirt off. I want to dance right. with somebody. I don't want to take and my you shirt get, and just like, twerk on yeah, midfield, just twerk in midfield with your shirt off, holding a sword. Man, I know. I don't want to. Do you so want to draw? Do you care about this me. show or not? The ladies would be on me, that, man. But do you care about the show? Do you, we, we, this should be about bringing attention to us. The okay? ladies would be on me. So you are the twelfth man this yeah, Sunday. I don't know if I was supposed to say that. Good lord! Yeah, you kind of did out loud on the radio yeah, show. I did say that out loud. Was <laughs> I supposed to say that, Titans? Oh hell! He's asking it. I'm asking it's, myself. It's rhetorical and it's yeah. retroactive. Hey, Emma, was I supposed to say that? Oops. Damn if I know. 
Oops. But I'm not oh, getting in trouble for this one. All I know, all I, all that's I, on you, bro. That's, that's a you problem. All, all I know is that we're going to talk about it every day between now and Sunday. We need to have a plan. Oh, Can you get a morning drive tattoo on your chest and take your shirt off? Yeah. If it, if it is, if it's a little chilly Sunday, will you roll out onto the field with a heating pad? Yeah. Like you're at Barrel House. Absolutely. Damn Skippy. <laughs> Man. Well, no, we've got to figure out a way to promote the show on this. Come on. Just picture that. Like, let's, let's just say it's like 48 degrees on Sunday, uh-huh. and D-Mace has the heating pad in his pants, and like Bob's in the stands. He goes, hey, Bill, isn't me or did D-Mace put some pounds on? Oh, no, it's just a heating pad. <laughs> Man, those receivers, they do put on the pounds uh, when they shut it down. Man. So you're really going to be the 12th man? Bubble butt. Yeah, but I don't know if I was supposed to say You trolling us? I don't think you were supposed to say that. The look on your face tells me you were not supposed to say that. nobody told me not to say it. Well, then you're free. Yeah, I'm free. When they asked you, did they say, hey. No, they didn't. Do you do anything in public for 20 hours a week? Exactly. They didn't tell me. They don't say anything. You speak every morning for four hours a day. I'm surprised I've said it now. You know, the only reason I thought about it because uh, you want the people to uh, come out and see. Hotcakes texted me yesterday and said congratulations, and I thought about it. That's one thing. I, I we we bust him yeah. a lot. Still but, good, dude. Yeah, he does when things come up. He does call, and then he re, he reminds me that I'm getting older. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey yeah. man, I used to watch you. I'm like Stillman. Stop it now, <laughs> St- Stillman. I love you. You're a good dude. Your 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 tweets suck. You're, you need an editor because your grammar sucks. All right, coming up next, we'll get some Titans calls, and then we've got Chris Mason at the bottom of the hour. Two of uh, the more passionate callers I can see on the screen right now are. Oh yeah, they're in the chamber. They're ready to come out firing. We'll get to these calls when we come back. Stay there. Welcome back into Morning Drive, ESPN 102.5. The game, 737-1025. The number to get involved, 615-737-1025. Nick, Braden, Marquise, and you know, this you know this schlub to my right is just going to be the 12th man on Sunday. No big deal. Derek Mason, you know, had a couple of moments here in Nashville. Just kind of, Put just up a kind of, he just kind of rolled it out there. Yeah. Just, I had a drink of coffee. Yeah. I had a drink of coffee. Hey, look, Mason, if you don't promote yourself, nobody Who else will? is going to. Who will? Absolutely. But I don't know if I was supposed to say something now. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> well, I hope you spend the re-watch. rest of the week wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to keep on promoting it now. There you go. Yeah. So the unless question they is. Call, unless they text me and say, hey, you can't say it anymore. Well, it's already out there now. I know. But I'm gonna, can I tweet it? Because everybody's listening. Can I say sources? Can I say everybody's sources? listening. If they get mad at you, you know what you say? Okay, that's fine. I'll go to the Ravens game and I'll do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tweet. Just <laughs> like I did 15 years so, ago. Sources indicate Derek and I'm gonna Mason ball out. will be 12, man. How about that? Sources. Let's go to Cedric, who's next on Morning Drive. Cedric, what's going on? Man, what's up? Derek Mason, when, when you're on the field on Sunday, can we get a reenactment of the game where Steve came back as the Ravens quarterback and you scored your first touchdown in the north end zone and you violently threw the ball against the wall and gave a gesture to all the Titans fans that were booing you guys. What sort, of, gest- what sort of gesture was no, that? That wasn't the, Well, he, that he was, was pointing the number one fan to all, all the people. <laughs> that was... Did you, uh, did you fly the bird? No, the- I've never <laughs> given the bird. Hex, no, I'd have got fined big time. Um, but no, that wasn't when Steve was there because we ended up losing that game. I remember that game. We ended up losing. Um, that wasn't Steve? No, that was the next following year was Steve, and we ended up winning the game because yeah, yeah, Baronis missed like a 58 yeah. yard field you've goal. Told that, you've told yeah. that story before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. yeah okay. Yeah. So, was that your first game back? Um. Yeah, that was my first game. Okay. Yep, that okay. was my first game back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, hey, listen. Uh, so Nick Nick pointed out that the Titans are favored. What we need to see out of Tannehill is can he be a quarterback that wins the games we're supposed to? Because when our backup was starting, uh, you know, these are the games that he would lose, man. And, and you know, that's frustrating as a Titans fan to go there. You beat got teams like the Patriots. And you're high, but then the low of losing a game to like Miami or whoever teams like that, man, those lows are way lower than the highs of beating the Patriots. So I want to see can Ryan beat teams that he's supposed to win. And to touch on you guys' point, I get, I, I was a longtime Oilers fan, was an Oilers fan since 1988. Uh, and this is the first year that I did not have season tickets because oh, wow. I could not watch our number two quarterback lose the games that he was supposed to. I, I couldn't do it, man. My Sundays were ruined. My wife was like, you're in a bad mood all over the Titans games. And uh, my kids make fun of me because I, I, I'm sitting there talking trash about our number two quarterback now. And I, I'm just, I, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't do it, man. But I'm back in the stadium, man, if my boy Ryan can continue to do what he's doing. Okay, so, so Cedric, two wins. If he goes 2-0 and in his first two, you're back in. I'm back in. I mean, okay. I, I'm all in. I just cannot watch the the backup blow games like that that he's supposed to win. I can't, I can't do it, man. My Sundays are ruined, man. Yep, it's all his fault. No, you're, right. you're right. I got you. Know? You. It's all, no, it's all one person's fault. No, Everything that they've ever uh, done wrong for that franchise, it's completely no. one guy's fault. I think he's like in the minority, up. though. Yeah. I don't think a vet, I don't think a majority of Titans fans yeah. Yeah. will buy in with just two games. Um, it, it all depends on, you know, where those two games are at. Those two games were to get you in the playoff then, obviously. Yes. Um, if he does what he did on Sunday, again this week against Tampa, people will slowly start to come back, I, for sure. I, this is what I believe. Uh, I think he will, uh, but I, I think he also will, you know, have turnovers. Um, you know, but I think he's going to continue to play well. Um, because I think this team is set up for a quarterback to play well. Um, but why is the just, offensive line going to be better? I mean, they were better last week. I know, but like, uh, yeah, and is that sustainable? Line, but look what they, I mean, they got, you know, coming up, they got the Buccaneers. Their, their defense is not, like, great. Uh, I think the good, true test is Carolina yeah, in two weeks. great. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina's legit. That's going to be Jacksonville. Their defense is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um the Colts, their defense is always good, I, but I think if 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 they just continue to do what they've been doing, now you're right. The offensive line has to continue to block well, um, because if they don't, then I don't. Nobody other than maybe Tom Brady can get behind underneath center and play behind a line like Marcus played behind the first right. four or five games of the season. Um, but if he just continues to do what he's been doing, they're, they're built to to win games. They just got to win the games they're supposed to win. You know, I, I just like I said all summer, like all of us have said all summer, like we all had our guesses on what was going to happen. But the bottom line is, just like with Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee, we're all going to learn together. We're all going to learn together what's 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 working and what's not. So we'll find out if Ryan Tannehill can continue this or not. And we'll all learn together next weekend. Tyreekus next on Morning Drive. What's up, Tyreekus? It's kind of cool when they hit a sh- you know, when they be like next. It's kind of cool. Get, listen, get, you, question, get you excited, doesn't it? You're on the yeah, air. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's me, it's me. Then yeah. I lose my brother. Listen, quick question, man. As a Titans fan, man, as a diehard Titans fan, for the life of me, man, last year our, our defense ranked fifth, our offense ranked 27th or 28th, right? Mm-hmm. The year before that, our defense ranked, I think, eighth, and our offense ranked 28th. 
And I'm and every every year I sit back and I look at like how can we sit here and say Marcus Mariota is the reason we're nine and seven? Defense has been winning us every game. If we didn't have suck up, we wouldn't be in. We wouldn't be nine and seven if we didn't have a top. Let's be honest. If our defense ranked tenth the year we went five uh, last year, we wouldn't be nine and seven. We probably would be seven and nine. That's all I want to think of, talk about. And I, here, I finally see a new court. I'm sorry. Here's, the, here, here's I'm, the thing, Tyree, because I think Floyd nailed it. If you were listening mm-hmm. at six thirty. Floyd said if you can get 21 points a week, mm-hmm. you should win virtually every game because this team has yet to give up more than 20. No, you're absolutely right. 21's um, a magic number. Yeah, it's just like, yep. you know, um, I think Chicago is sort of dealing with that problem where they're going to hold teams under, you know, 20 points somewhere around on average. But then their offense has to score 20, and their offense hadn't been able to consistently score yeah. 21, 22 points. And for the Titans, it's the same way. Their defense is holding teams under 20 points if you score 21 points a game you win you know and and that's what that's what they hope ryan will give them moving forward just give us just spot us 21 points at the defense give us 21 points at the defense we'll take care of the rest and you know it's right i mean you look at you look at new england um new england's the same way their team's gonna score 100 points but you know, their defense is great. 100 so, points is a lot of points. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> That'd be a record. And Kansas City is like on the other end. You know, their offense has to score 28, 30 points because they know their defense is giving up 20-some points. So, you're right. If they score 21 points from here on out, if the defense continues to play the way they've been playing, they're going to win more games than they lose. 21 points, though, still puts you at, like, 24th in the NFL. But I'm saying 20th depending in the on what their defense no, no, what course. their defense is of course. giving up. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I just I think there's a lot of revisionist history going on. And, and that's okay because people are frustrated and I understand that. But And to your point, Derek, which I think is the most accurate point, which is they, they in big time, prime time moments last year, Marcus and the offense showed up. New England, Philly, Dallas, you know, the London game. Like they played good games last year against big time teams and then they struggled against Buffalo. Now, is that because Buffalo's defense is a little better than we should have, you know, maybe we should have given them more credit or because the entire team sucked, right? Like it's it, like it's who what is it? We don't know. Well, guess what we're going to learn. We're going to find out. If Ryan Tannehill is sacked 5 times a game the next 10 games, they're probably not going to win a lot. Big finish coming up at 9:45 coming up on the other side our buddy Chris Mason, Preds TV analyst, he'll join us after this on Morning Drive. Here's an equation for you that you're really going to like. It all adds up to big savings. Let's do the math. Now you can get Xfinity Internet and Xfinity Mobile each for $30 a month. That equals awesome Wi-Fi from America's best Internet provider and the best LTE on the go. It's the ultimate coverage solution. It's all in the numbers. You can save up to $800 a year on your wireless bill with Xfinity Mobile. How about that? And until October 27th, you could even get $250 back when you purchase an eligible smartphone. It's basically the perfect equation. Xfinity makes saving simple, easy, and awesome. Don't miss out on Xfinity Internet and Mobile. Each for $30 a month, you'll get internet now with up to 100 megabits per second download speed for 12 months with a one-year agreement and Xfinity Mobile with three gigs of shared wireless data. Or is it data? Go to Xfinity.com slash save big. Xfinity.com slash save big. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires EcoBill and AutoPay. Internet offers 10 19 New performance internet customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra and subject to change. After term... Regular rate supply. Mobile savings compares to Verizon and AT&T plans. Actual speeds may vary and are not guaranteed. 
Predators will try to win the fight tonight against the Anaheim Ducks. Welcome back in Morning Drive, ESPN 1025 The Game. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquis with you here on this Tuesday. The big finish coming up in 15 minutes. Right now, our weekly appearance with our buddy Chris Mason, Preds TV analyst, brought to you by Freeland Chevrolet. See, Mace, what's happening, pal? How you doing this morning? Doing fantastic. Just uh, pulling into uh, Bridgestone. All right, let's get it going. Uh, I, I want to speak to you because I feel like professional athletes and confidence is a real thing. Like, I think we just look at pro athletes and say, oh, yeah, they're always confident. But when a pro athlete loses his confidence, it sometimes is a difficult thing to get back. And I'm obviously referring to Kyle Turris, who's having a tremendous season. He's got to be feeling confident again. Just how big, and you can speak on it being a goalie, how big is confidence in professional sports? Like, when you lose it, when you have it, it's a world of difference, right? Honestly, I, I honestly think confidence is probably the number one thing for an athlete. You could take an uh, inferior player and pit them against a, a superior player, and if the, the, the superior player does not have confidence, that inferior player has the advantage, in my opinion, because, you know, when you, especially when you get to the top level, everyone's got skill, you know, it's, and obviously there's superstars in the game, but, you, you know, guys don't get to that level. Um, by accident and especially stay at that level so confidence in, in the game is, is everything it's that you, when you're not confident you're second guessing you're doubting you're you're waiting that split second too long because you're not 100 percent sure about your decisions when you're confident you're letting your instincts your ability uh your skill just take over and you're just you know you, you're able to anticipate better the game slows down for you when you're not the game seems like it's going 100 miles an hour and you know, you're one step behind all the time because you're not sure of yourself. Um, so for this year, you know, speaking to Kyle Turris, you can just see the confidence. It's like a, you know, it's like a different player. And, and we've all been there as an athlete, um, you know, when you're not feeling it and that conf- that you don't have that confidence, it shows in your body language and the way that you, you play the game. And, um, you know, people think that, you know, athletes are always confident, but they're not exempt to, they got a lot of insecurities. They're just like anyone else. And in those certain situations, when you don't have it, you can tell. And I think this year you can tell that, that Kyle's, you know, got that fresh start and he's trying to take advantage of his situation. He's obviously not getting as many minutes as he has in previous years. But when he's out there, you know, he, he's just so much faster. He's making good decisions. When he's shooting the puck, he's ripping that thing. So you can just tell that, you know, he's, he's really uh, done a good job coming in with the right attitude because it'd be, you know, it'd be easy for him just to, you know, just to shut it down and say, well, I'm not on the, I'm not on the first, second line. I played that my whole career. I've never played wing and, you know, all these different types of things, but he's taken the right approach to this season and he's uh, making big contributions. I want to ask you about Ryan Ellis and going back to the knee injury, the, the year of the Stanley cup, he, he, he sits out most of this or the first half of the season. He comes back and he just, he plays, has huge moments for the team. He's like plus 26 in like 40-plus games. He's scoring He's scoring goals. He's on the power play. And then they, they get to Winnipeg and they lose, and, and I think he probably would admit that he had a bad series. Fast forward all through last year, he sort of struggles a little bit, and, and defensively and offensively, it's not he's not producing. Well, now he's leading the team in points after after eight games and on one of the best offenses in the NHL. Um, there's confidence in what he's doing as well. Have you seen – a change in his game this year and and is it still where it needs to be on defense 
Well, I think I, I think Ellis is he's back to his old self. I think last year, you know, he he had he still had a good year, put up a decent amount of points, but just it just didn't look quite like you know the Ryan Ellis that we've been accustomed to, where he's you know a dominant uh, force offensively in terms of letting that one timer go and setting up plays and all those types of things, and then defensively, um, you know, this year I think it's more of a, a collective team thing. I think a lot of times defensemen get pigeonholed if the team isn't doing great defensively just by the, the nature of their position. But, uh, you know, defense in any sport, especially hockey, it's, it's a group of five, and the forwards have a lot of defensive responsibilities as well to make life easier on the defensemen and goalies. they got to come back, pressure the rush. they got to get back when it's in zone, and especially when the Preds, they play a man-to-man system sometimes. So everyone's got equal responsibility of taking their guy. One guy misses their assignment. Well, that's a huge scoring chance. A lot of times the defensemen, you know, get a little bit more blame for that. But um, I, I really do, you know, kind of like Turris. I don't know if, if it's a, more of a health thing with, with Ellis, but he's kind of back to, you know, the Ryan Ellis that we knew. It signed that, you know, that big contract, which is a, at the time and still is a bargain in comparison to uh, his peers around the league. And I think, you know, again, health, confidence, fresh start, all those things, go hand in hand, but Ellie definitely looks like that, um, you know, that leader that, that uh, on the, especially with his play now, he's just out there every game. I mean, this, he's, he's tied a franchise record for four multi-point games by a defenseman, you know, in a row with four. So he's, uh, he's, he's doing his thing. So it's nice to see him because we know how effective he can be when he's uh, playing at the top of his game. Now we we see Mays. We know this team uh, can score um, with the best of them. Um, you know they they I think they still lead the NHL in in, in goals per game. Uh, but um, you know the defense has been lacking somewhat, and then more importantly the uh, penalty kill. They ranked thirtieth in the penalty kill uh, right now. What 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 do you think that that is? What contributes to that? Um, and I know it's only eight games and this thing can change. Um, but we also thought that about the power play last year that, hey, listen, this thing's going to eventually change and things will get better. Well, it didn't get better. This year is much better. But what do you think contributes to them ranking so low in a, in a penalty kill? Yeah, that's a fair, fair question for sure. I, I think right now, um, you know, a penalty kill, to have a successful penalty kill, you kind of need, well, you, you have to have all four guys out there on the same page because, you know, you have one one person break down or, um, you know, not take care of their assignment or get a puck out when they have the puck on their stick. And a lot of times it ends up in the back of the net because obviously you're playing against the other team's, you know, most talented players. So I think right now they just aren't quite as in, in sync as they should be. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things, one of the rules is if there's, you know, a bouncing puck, uh, guys' backs turn against the wall, if one guy goes, all guys go. So you you, you got to go together. One guy's going to attack, and then you, you close off the other options to try to get that puck back. And I feel like teams uh, might be getting set up a little too easy uh, in the zone. And once they get set up as a penalty kill, you, you can't be as aggressive. You have to you have to respect the skill and that fact that they have an extra guy. So you kind of have to back off and get in position. And I feel like they're just an inch away from closing off that cross ice passing lane here, an inch away from you know breaking up that play here so i just think it, it's not a it's not a major fix that these guys have to do because they've had great penalty kills in the past and that's 
you know, been a strong suit of the Predators, I think, for a lot of years is, is their penalty kill, and they have, you know, relatively the same personnel. So I don't feel like this is maybe like last year's power play, although, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not good right now. I think this is a, this to me is an easier fix than, um, you know, trying to figure out how to score goals on a power play. So I think it's just, you know, a matter of they got off to a bad start, but I, I, I expect it to be better because it, uh, you know, you definitely, you're not going to win a lot of hockey games. Same thing if your power play is not scoring, it's a weapon. Your penalty kills the same. You need, you need that unit out there shutting other teams' power plays down. And right now they're not getting it done, but I expect, uh, I don't expect that to last. Mace, always a pleasure. We appreciate the time, and we will be watching tonight on Fox Sports Tennessee. Thank you, Mace. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it. Chris Mason brought to you by Freeland Chevrolet, and of course, the game here on ESPN 1025. The game puck drops shortly after 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage gets underway at 6 p.m. We will come back and wrap it up strong with the big finish next. We've had a big show. A big show. And now, it's time for a big finish. That is correct. It is time for the big finish. But before we get to the rewind, it is your opportunity right now to win a pair of tickets to see Nashville SC at First Tennessee Park for the first round of the USL playoffs this Saturday. Tickets are available, NashvilleSC.com. But right now, if you are caller number 5 at 615-737-1025, you will secure yourself a pair of playoff tickets. So again, caller 5-615-737-1025 right now. And those tickets be yours. Braden Gall, the big finish, brought to you by... NashvilleSC.com, of course. Nashville SC waiting to find out who its opponent's going to be uh, over the weekend as all those guests, all those games will be tomorrow um, in the USL playoffs. So we'll, they'll find out who their opponent is uh, tomorrow and then get ready to go in a playoff game on Saturday. Should be a ton of fun. Season tickets for next year's MLS inaugural season on sale now, of course, NashvilleSC.com. Cool cool stuff to have a team, second best team in the league playing in a playoff game. That's cool stuff, man. Let's get to the rewind. Welcome into Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, The Game. Nikhail Braden Gall, Derek Mason, Marquise Munson with you live here on a Tuesday edition of the show. On Sunday, Stillman tweeted out that uh, Tajay Sharp kills the Chargers. No one else, only the Chargers. <laughs> and some Titans fan, some follower of Stillman, replies back saying all Tajay Sharp does, and he included Tajay's Twitter handle, uh, he says all Tajay Sharp does is make plays week in and week out. Stop mm. hating Stillman. Hashtag he's on our side. Hashtag Titans. To which Stillman quote tweeted him and replied saying Sharp scored for the first time since last November on October 20. <laughs> To which then yesterday, Tajay Sharp tweeted at Jared Stillman. He said, and I quote, Hey, yo, Jared Stillman, keep my name out your mouth. If you think it's personal and you're taking it personal and your feelings are hurt, go look at your bank account. All right? Because part of the reason you got all those zeros in your bank account is to deal with slappies like us talking about how you played on the field. That's it. That's the, that's, change it. If you don't want to play in the NFL, I won't talk about you on the show because you won't be relevant to our show. Not, I mean, he just have, I don't, I mean, he, maybe he could have, you know, but these young kids, man, they, they take my everything, they take everything He's personal. Fine, fine player. The, the bank account thing is a good thing because when, like, when I get abused on Twitter by people that listen that say I suck, uh-huh. I look at my bank account and I'm like, yeah. damn, I do <laughs> suck. <laughs> I really do suck. You're right. See you you win. <laughs> 
How great would it be if Tajay tweeted back to Stillman saying you were two minutes for your break time? Dude, that, see, that, you were late for that break. Would, that would kill me. Like, I, I would, would lose it my would mind. Be the greatest thing. Tajay's like, <laughs> Tajay's, if Tajay tweeted, get that was back, a weak tease, Jared. Yeah. Paid by the hour to, to exactly. report all every single mention of every Titans player's name back to John Robinson. Um, they mentioned Derrick Henry for 32 seconds in the 7:15 segment. Didn't say anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. It was mostly positive. Uh, they talked about his hair. John at one thirteen today. Willie Donick said he was not fond of Johnu Smith. Somebody said, pay what you owe. Don't know what that means, but uh, take it to your own interpretation. (laughs) Generally, generally us as the Titans organization, we pay the players. Um, It goes that direction. Generally, the Predators, they pay the players. Normally, the players don't pay the organization. This Floyd Reese time, the former Titans GM. The thing that you saw with Tannehill is this is just me now, but he appeared much more poised and relaxed in the pocket. The touchdown he threw to, who was it, Corey Davis in the end zone between those two guys, I'm not sure Marcus would have thrown that ball. And maybe not a lot of young quarterbacks would, but if you're a veteran NFL quarterback, you can throw that ball. You know the window's tight, but if you're accurate and you put some zip on the ball, you can get it in there, and I think that's what he did. So, you know, I think just being able to kind of do what you you want a veteran NFL quarterback to do and not be special. You know, just be really solid. And I think that helped a ton. The new head coach at Belmont, Casey Alexander. I think we're all pushing each other to get better. You know, last year alone, you look at I me, mean, gosh, Tennessee's ranked number one at one point in time, and, you know, had an unbelievable run with that crew, and, and they're going to stay relevant, you know, and then you, you see Belmont and Lipscomb, two top 40 teams, mid-major teams here in Nashville, and then Memphis is, you know, on the cusp of doing something really good again, and they've had their moment. Uh, Kevin Song's had unbelievable days at Vanderbilt for a stretch of time. Steve Forbes at East Tennessee State, that program's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chattanooga's been really good over time. So there's there a lot of potential for a lot of teams to do well uh, in this state for people to be excited about basketball. Mike Leach has a business idea for you guys. I'd invent this. But instead of like a Zorro mask that covers your eyes, we're going to just have one that covers the mouth, you see. And we could sell it to football coaches everywhere. You could have a deal where it kind of attaches on your ears, you know, kind of like eyeglasses, and hangs like right here like a veil. Not as exotic. We'd make it a little more studly and masculine. And it hangs like a veil because we don't want him to look like a belly dancer per se. But And we could logo him up a little bit, you know. Uh, even something like favorite cartoon characters. We could even draw a mouth on there. Let's say your last name was Rice. Mm-hmm. And you had a boy tomorrow and you named him Jerry. Yeah, that's not fair. Is that a violation? I don't think it's fair nah, to the kid. I mean, it, okay, it all <laughs> depends on, like, if you were a sport fan. and If you had no you idea knew, there was ever Jerry Rice. If you knew who Jerry Rice was. and you, But if you didn't know who Jerry Rice was and you right. just named your kid Jerry, for one, if you're naming your kid Jerry these nowadays, no. No, don't name your oh, kid yeah? Jerry. I don't but have now, a problem with Jerry. I do much. have a problem with Jerry. Jerry, to me, just seems like a grown <laughs> baby. Like, that's my baby. That's my baby, Jerry. I'm like, damn. Well, how old is he? It's <laughs> like, it, is that like being Tommy instead of Thomas exactly. or Tom? Like when you when you when you're Tommy, you have to be at least you, you can't be older than like 19. Exactly. It's like no, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a baby named Jerry. Like to, like Tommy Stevens at Mississippi State. Yeah, it's just, just no. go with Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. I don't want to see a Tommy. Jerry. I don't want to see a baby named Jerry. I don't want to see a baby named Richard either. Like, that's my baby Richard. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah, baby, baby Dick. <laughs> Just go with Dick, yeah. Just go. Don't be such a Richard. You know, last week was a dismal. 
um, as far as fan participation, fans coming to the game. It was just, it was bad. Uh, uh, better, I'd hope. Do you think more people will come now that there's, now that they've seen Ryan Tannehill play, they think, okay, yeah. a resurgence. Do you think more fans come out? Uh, a percentage know. increase, yes. I'll leave you to interpret that. Three to five percent. <laughs> right? They need like, to come because I'm the 12th man, so they need to come. Whoa, whoa, so, who's oh, the 12th wait, man? wait, wait, what? I am for this game. Why are you, are not, you, really? anou- why are you not yeah. announcing this? Did you, you don't want to tease that for a further future segment? Or? Yeah. yeah, come on, radio guy. So you're going to be on the mm-hmm. what, on the field? Yeah. Standing in a suite? What are you, you going to Are you going to hold the Are you going to have your shirt on? Uh, Will you take your shirt off? Will you come out to Whitney Houston? I'm not taking my shirt off. I think you should come out to Whitney Houston with your shirt off. I want to dance with somebody. And you get just twerk on midfield. Twerk at midfield. With your shirt off, holding a sword. Top four in the world of college football. Can I say it like LeBron? You want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Top four today. Hey, yo, keep my name out your mouth. That was the Morning Drive Daily Rewind. Six and a half millions of auditory excellence in case you missed any of the festivities today on Morning Drive, which occurs Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Moving forward, now you you got to do the top four Tuesday LeBron Yeah, thing. I know. I, that's, that's, that's a, a new staple. That's a thing moving forward now. <laughs> top four Tuesday! <laughs> and I think moving forward with that, uh-huh. like once college football is over, we should still do a top four Tuesday. But Just simply else. so you could yell that, uh-huh. and then we'll rank like you know our top four anything. taco accessories. Yeah, we can rank yeah. anything. Top Salsa, four, top four, top four Pred defensemen. Yeah, we can do anything. Top four Pred goals. We can do anything. Top we four gotta, meats. But we got to get you know if somebody want to, it could be top four presented by. There we I don't go. Know. There we go. There you go. Yeah, we got to go work out of you. Like, exactly. can tacos as an entire food group sponsor the <laughs> sponsor the segment? Yeah, they want to. Like, yeah. Top four Tuesday brought to you by tacos. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Little Dick's Taco Truck. <laughs> Predators Ducks tonight. Hey, my father's yes. name is Richard, so it's okay. Is it? We yeah. can make the jokes. Yeah, he's oh, Richard. Wow. Your dad's by, name is Richard. Yeah, he went by Rick. Oh, see? He goes Me by Rick. I, so your dad's name is I went D- by Ricky. Your yeah. dad is Dick Gall. Technically. Yeah. Does anybody call him Dick Gall? Well, his so his middle name is Walter, and so his name growing up was Richard Walter. Ricky Wally Golly. That was his that was Ricky his name. Ricky Wally Golly. That was his name. Hey, Ricky Wally Golly. That was his nickname growing up. Uh, that's too long. But basically it's a, it basically it's all of his names in hockey language. But it's too long. It's all just hockey nicknames. Was he ever you called Gallsy? Richard is Gall is Ricky. Yeah. Walter is Wally. Gall is golly. That's all just hockey language Y'all coming call out. Him I don't call him. I call him dad. Like, I, I don't call him. I don't call him by I'm his call first him name. Like, hey, Gallsy. Actually, I just call him Big hey, Dick. Hey, 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 Big Dick. Are you making the drinks in there? Father Gallsy. All right, that's it for us. Tuesday is in the books. Where's thank my God. Darren Donick and Chase. Stop for Tuesday. They are coming up next. As one man once famously said when he signed off on his social media post, I'm just saying, take care. Bailey DJ Nashville, I love you on this Tuesday.